0: In one moment, a gift most humans never receive in a lifetime.
1: This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. Starting next week, this is my sec. Bob breaks down the NFL. Don't! Jeff Lutz. Are you kidding me? You're terrible at it! Morning! Morning!
2: Morning! 97.5 in 1240 KF8. If you're invited to partake of it,
1: I'm I'm so excited. Stand by for action! All right, welcome back, everyone. Hour number two, the Bob and Jeff Show, KFH Radio. We are going to go right to the Bob and Jeff Draft. 80s professional wrestlers, uh, wrestlers who had their heyday, at least partially in the 80s. uh, Most of the 80s. Uh, Let's go ahead and flip the coin. Ah, I got to flip the coin. Forgot about that. There's some intro music. Good stuff, Max. Now, if we just had a uh, something playing underneath this, does Max do that normally? Uh, yeah, I don't know. There we go. What what do you call? Uh, I call heads. It's, What'd you do? It's tails. Oh, you that's you did something oh, weird over there. I put the I put it nah, down so you, you couldn't did, see it. You did you know Shannon? Great, accusing you of collusion. Please. And now do you even appears, know what collusion is. Uh, now it appears you're just outright cheating. So it, was, it was tails. I will go. No, I got it. What are you going to do? i going to go first. Well, then we know you're going to pick. Folk. That's not fair. What do you mean it's not fair? You, you set this up. No, I didn't. Were you going to go first? You never go a, first. I had a plan about not going first, and I would have been happy to not go first. Well, here's what I'll do. So uh, the Macho Man. Okay, we're hearing the intro, Max. Uh, and this gets tough now. Oh, um, are you gonna make a pick? Andre the Giant. All right. Pretty, pretty solid uh, couple picks there. I will select the Nature Boy. Rick Flair. I'm sure. That it, wait a minute. What wasn't his work uh, mostly in the '90s? No, he was a, throughout the '80s. He was the NWA champion throughout the 1980s. I, I want to make sure of that. Well, you. Of course he was. He went to WWF in '92. Who's your uh, next? The, my next. He was in the '70s. Well what? his '80s was his was nah, his heyday. '70s. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Uh, my next selection will be the hon- no, the honky-tonk. <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper. Huh. Well, I don't like that pick. Why? I don't think it's a good pick. No, you don't have to think it's a good pick. Um, you can my, make your own pick. My two picks, and we're doing the Bob and Jeff draft, uh, wrestlers whose heyday was in the 80s. Yeah. Bret Hart, please. His heyday was not in the 80s. You do not get that. You absolutely do he not get that. He entered the scene as a core member of the Hart Foundation alongside his brother-in-law, Jim Neidhart. Right. He entered, but his heyday was not in the 80s. That is absolutely and patently. And my next. You don't get Bret Hart. Ultimate warrior who won the, uh, his first championship in 1990. Why are you cheating? There you go. Why are you do- why Because you they cheating? both came along in the '80s. Not came along. We said prime years. Bret Hart had very prime years. What did he do? The Hart Foundation. Right, but that's you. That's the a tag team. Was set why in the '80s. Are you cheating? I'm asking I don't care if he was a tag team. I'm asking why you're cheating. Not cheating. You absolutely Who are, are. Your next two. Why are you cheating? I want to know why you're cheating. Bret Hart, Ultimate Warrior. That's so cheating. Bret no, Hart. I got ranker Brett here. Bret Hart didn't even win a singles title. You know what I put in rank? You know what this is? The best superstars of the '80s. Bret Hart didn't even win a singles title until '91. Bret Hart listed here at number five. That's not your list. Next. He was not in the '80s. Next. Why are you cheating? I'm asking. I'm not. I'm. You are absolutely cheating. Okay, well I get Stone Cold Steve Austin. No. Yes, I do. He didn't come along. Yes, he was in the 80s. Steve Austin was in the 80s. He wrestled in the uh, 80s. Who who you really going to? I'm pick? taking Stone Cold. All right, I'll t- No, I'm not going to take Bret Hart then. But I am you don't you don't uh, get Stone Cold. Well, if that's how we're playing this, I'm not taking Stone Cold. And I get this The Undertaker. The, who came a, along in the no, 80s? No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Mark Calloway was in WCW in the eighties. Who you taking? Seriously, that's who the I'm taking. Right. No, play fair. You're not. Yeah, we we are. I, they're listed here. Uh, neither of your guys is listed here. So what? So who you taking? I, I first of all, I this is under protest. Okay, and I'll make I'm sure. going to let Max decide if the protest is upheld. I'll make sure to mention it. Who are you? No, two? Max will decide. Stone Cold. No. I quit if that's your. Well, I'm quitting.
0: Why, why don't you two I mean, wrestle? Just wrestle it out right now.
1: Yeah, Max, you know that I'm g- good. Bret Hart, uh, his career started. When did his career start, Jeff? Well, same as Steve Austin's, in the, sometime in the 1980s. Just like just about everybody's career started sometime in the 1980s, because that's when wrestling hit its big boom. So Steve Austin was around. Uh, Mark Calloway was around. They all were around. So I, we're all just taking guys who were in the whatever. Shawn Michaels. Ha- Bret Hart, uh, it says here on his Wikipedia page that, um, let's see. Go ahead and talk amongst All you. right, so, well, I'm going to make my picks, and my first one is Shawn Michaels. Stampede Wrestling, 1976 to 1984. He was a member of the How Hart much Foundation did you watch? from 1984 to 1991. So 1984, he was in WWE. So you get his tag team work only. Is that is that what I'm you're saying? I'm taking him. Yes, I'm taking Bret Hart. Okay, well I'm taking Shawn Michaels. Okay. And I'm also taking Sting. <laughs> no way on Sting. Of course. When did he break in? In the early '80s. Look it up. You're killing Now me. you're cheating. No, you are cheating. Now you've just out and out begun to cheat. Um, if those are your two, which I disagree with, because none of neither of those he are. He debuted listed. in nineteen eighty-five. Sting is not listed here. Well, he doesn't have to be listed. I'm not going by what Ranker says. I will take my two will be Mr. Perfect. <laughs> 90s. And... Dusty Rhodes. Whatever. That wraps it up. No, it really doesn't. Because I'm going to take Jake the Snake. (laughs) Now, that's hilarious. An icon in the business. And? And... And wait till you hear this. (laughs) How many picks do I have? This will be my seventh. Yeah. I will go with junkyard dog. That's just an awful pick. What's awful? Uh, I'll take Ricky Steamboat. Whatever. Um, your list is so uh, invalid at this point. What do you mean? You're taking guys. Uh, well, he, he broke in in '76, but he didn't do anything until 2004. Well, I listen, I'm just going by what I see here. I should here. get Steve Austin by these. Uh, and my other pick will be uh, ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> this is embarrass- I'm embarrassed for you. Why? Ravishing Rick Rude loved him. You got one more pick. And I'm taking the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Uh, his best years were in the 70s. Not
2: That's even. That's
1: okay. No, I they weren't. Right, in there, right here in Wichita. Well, his best years were as million-dollar man People in the 80s. at the old uh, building uh, in North Wichita. Back when they said, helling from Sarasota, Florida, in the red corner, give it up, Ted DBSI! Well, I'll tell you what, I had more fun at those events than you've ever had. <laughs> His opponent! Here are the, in the uh, blue corner! Uh, stop it. Here are my Stan aid. Lane! Macho Man, Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, Bret Hart, Ultimate Warrior, Bret Mr. Hart. Perfect, Dusty Rhodes, Ricky Steamboat, and Ravishing Rick Rude. Your eight are Hulk Hogan, Rick Flair, Roddy Piper, Shawn Michaels, Sting. Jake the Snake, Junkyard Dog, and Ted DiBiase. I'm going to win this so easily. Well, you got Hulk Hogan. And Ric 90, Flair. 90, and Shawn Michaels. And 90, Sting. 90% of the people only know him. I should get John Cena. I think he was born in the 80s. Uh, Max, do you even <laughs> want to weigh in on this? Do you have, uh, a, do you have an opinion? Uh,
0: well, Jeff has more of the ones I ever heard of. Well, I mean, I heard of Andre the Giant. And well, yeah, you heard of Man. Hulk
1: Hogan. Yeah. Uh. So what? It's the best What these. do you think about my protest? <laughs> I, Will I, you make a ruling on that? I, <laughs> no, uh, he's not making a ruling. I, I, no.
0: I, you know, I, this is stuff I really don't know that much about, Jeff. <laughs> but, but I think you two well, should you wrestle. Sh- Just in, well, we'll stream it live on StreamYard.
1: Uh, I'd kill him. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, sure, we'll put uh, this out on... Yeah, the
0: Twitter audience would be better. I mean, I, like, I know more people on Jeff's list.
1: We'll put this out on Twitter... And see uh, if there's any response to it. Uh, 80s professional wrestlers. Uh, I love my list. Oh, your list got obliterated. Well, I don't see how. Macho Man. I got Hogan Flair, Piper, Michael Sting. Andre the Giant? My goodness. Mm, Certainly famous. Red Heart, Ultimate Warrior. Uh, Cheating. Like you've never even seen. Unbelievable list. Uh, I'm proud of it, and I'll, and I'll stay with it. Do whatever you got to do, man. Man? Yeah. 869-1240, if you'd like to uh, weigh in on that or anything else. Uh, to, today, starting here, in just a few minutes, Game 2, Texas Rangers at Houston. Ivaldi uh, facing uh, Vaz. Fram- Framber Valdez. Framber Valdez. In uh, Game Two, the Astros shut out uh, yesterday. Um, I I want it known on the record that I believe Texas was my pick. Okay. But originally, you said a repeat of last year. Well, that may have. But at the start of the year, I may have said that. No, not the start of the year, no, the start of the play. the start of the year. It wasn't, but that's okay. Well, I mean, it probably was, yeah, if, that, I'm re- if I'm remembering correctly. The same logic you're using for that is the same logic that you use for Bret Hart as an 80s wrestler. Um, and I think Philly starts, I don't know if Arizona will get a game or not. I'd like to see them get a game. I think Philly's. Uh, I think Philadelphia's a team. I think that... Philadelphia is the best team remaining. When when did you come around? Well, I don't think they're. I think they're better than Arizona. I think they're better than Houston, and so it's kind of the, between them and Texas. And Texas has the weaker bullpen, although they've been good in the postseason. So not a lot to pick on from Texas. Their re- lineup is just relentless. They swing at everything. Um they hit the ball a long way sometimes. Well, Philadelphia's lineup is relentless. I understand. I, that's going to be a good series if that's what we get. Um, so I don't know how you pitch to either of them. It's not easy. It's. Uh, I think Texas's lineup might be a bit better just because they have uh, young. Uh, They've got young and know. Tavares, 8-9. Yeah. What does Philly have, like Bryson Stodd and that Rojas no, kid? No, Stodd had br- bats up in the order. Stott's a good hitter. He's fine. You'd kill to have him. Well, you don't have, do any I have hitting. to kill. I'd kill to have a lot of guys. You don't have any hitting. And I might. I mean, if, if uh, Chris Antonetti says, hey, we need you to go kill somebody. You and no, we'll... don't even joke about that. <laughs> that's stupid. I mean, that's just ridiculous humor. What you're trying to do is emulate me because I can. Not make really. Like I really I want I'm not going to kill anybody. I wouldn't even hurt anybody. But for the sake of this uh, conversation, uh, that's how badly I want a World Series. I can make things like that kind of humorous. You can't. Of course I can No, it sounds uh, ominous coming from you. You think I'd kill somebody? No, I don't like hearing it. All right. But if I say something in that vein, it's pretty funny. I don't know. I don't, I don't see the difference, but it is I'm what it ready. is. I'm 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 ready for baseball. I'm, I'm going to enjoy watching the rest of the postseason, but I'm ready to get to the hot stove. That's where my team needs it just to just takes forever. That's where my team needs to get going. I hear you. I wish we had an off season like the NBA does, where all the moves happen in two days. Do you? And then it'd be over, and you'd have to sit around for months. Well, you're sitting around anyway. It's I, two I, days. I notice every move the Cardinals made. They released five minor leaguers yesterday. It's still two days of action. I'm, I'm all about stretched it. Stretched out over three months. You understand that? Yes. That I, I I pay attention, good. So when they release five minor leaguers, I assess that I value that. Well, they're they're worthless pieces. And I spent a good part of yesterday looking at the uh, potential picks in the 2020, 2024 draft. yeah well, that's kind of who's holding. Feudal. Feudal. Welcome to the show, Frank. <laughs> Frank. Hello. How are you?
0: Hey. What's going on, Bob and Jeff? Long time. Man, it um, has
1: been a long was, time, Frank.
0: It, yes, it has. Um, I was going to call on your wrestling list. You missed a couple guys that I thought were pretty big guys in the 80s. Um, one would be the Pride of Kansas City, Kansas, Harley Race. And then Man, the other I, one was... I consider uh,
1: him a 70s guy. I should have picked Harley. And, and then
0: the other one would be the guy that, if, the, if it wasn't for him, there would have been WrestleMania, and that would be Bob Backlund, because he lost the title to the Iron Sheik, and then... Paul Hogan ended up being uh, beating the Iron Sheik, so. Well, uh, Iron Sheik and I,
1: Bob Backlund would have get would have been good picks.
0: Yeah, and the, and the other thing is, I don't know if you shared uh, on air that uh, who who the who Sports Illustrated picked for the AL and NL Managers of the Year in the preseason uh, issue. They picked Bochi and they picked uh, Lavella from uh, Arizona. I just found that to be uncanny because they're hardly ever right about anything. And uh, not usually unless you go. I get guys go. But, uh, talk, good to good hear talk
1: from to you, Frank. Thanks, thanks Frank. For, uh, thanks for calling. That's our friend Frank Lusprance. Who is? Haven't heard from uh, him in a while. Who we haven't heard from in a while, and it's good to hear uh, voices we know and, and recognize. So thanks to Frank for uh, taking the time. Yeah, Harley Race, I don't know how that got by well, me. He's not an 80s wrestler. He's my all-time favorite. He was winding down by the early 80s. You he's understand 70. that. Though. Yeah, but he's not an 80s wrestler. He was a king in WWE. Yeah, he ladies. wrestled about two matches a year. Loved him. Uh, got to interview him once. Yes. Which is always amazing to me that I get to interview people like that because uh, I grew up uh, idolizing Harley Race. And I interviewed him when his son was a state championship caliber wrestler up in the Kansas City area. It's pretty impressive yeah wonder whatever happened to that kid. I don't know'd be fascinating to know wouldn't it? It would maybe I'll go back and look at that someday. I think you should just connect the dots well, why don't you i got you got time i'll fi- I'll find it. You got all kinds of time. maybe I'll have him on the podcast uh who is next up on? The I don't podcast? know yet now you know i'm I'm really uh urging you to not burn yourself out on this. I understand. Because then I'll be upset. But I can figure it out once a while. Once to in a me while, in three months and say, "Oh, I just got tired. I'm gonna. I, I'm. I'm. I don't know what I'll do." Well, it's it's part of the job now. And hopefully, I'm not good on camera. I've noticed, especially on Zoom. My goodness. Well, you got you make yourself good on camera. I'm okay. You touch yourself up a little bit. You do a little talking, and uh, you you know you 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 make it work. Did my best. Smile. I'll get better. I smiled, give that nice, uh, fake smile, and and, and some go of them were it. some of them were real. Well, there you go. Thank you. All right, time for a break. When we come back, I'm looking forward to this. Renee Bryant, uh, Wichita police officer for a long time, uh, pitched here for the Wichita Wranglers back in the early '90s. On a few teams, he he made a bunch of appearances as a Wichita Wrangler. Uh, Got married, stayed here, and uh, he played for Bruce Bochy as a Wrangler. We'll talk to Renee Bryan next. The Bob and Jeff Show, KFH. This one's called Brother of Mine. It's I Me Mine week on the show musically. Anderson, Buford, Wakeman, and Howe. Didn't they out do of one of your divorces? Taking some time out of their law firm work. <laughs> Mine was funnier. Not really. <laughs> Renee Bryan joins us on the IHOP Hotline. He has been a Wichita police officer for 28 years. Uh, we know him as a former relief pitcher with the Wichita Wranglers back in the 90s. Renee, welcome.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: You bet. So tell us uh, first, before we get into all that baseball stuff, how did you get into law enforcement? Uh, You've been doing it for a long, long time. Uh, What have you done with the Wichita Police Department?
2: Well, like you said, I'm coming up. uh, I just started my uh, 29th year. I love it. Uh, How I got started was... Uh, once my contract was finished with the uh, San Diego Padres organization back in 1994, I had a friend of mine who also went into law enforcement and played a little bit of minor league ball as well. Uh, he was a year ahead of me, and he told me, uh, hey, when you get done with uh, baseball, law enforcement's a, a great place to, uh, to go. Uh, as soon as I got done with my, with my uh, contract, I applied for the Wichita Police Department, uh, went through the uh, process fairly quickly, and then here 29 years later, uh, I still love the job.
1: So you, you went to UCSB. You're from Isla Vista. You got drafted by the, the Padres, but here you are still in Wichita. I mean, I guess you sort of just said how that happens, but how does that happen?
2: Yeah, so uh, obviously when you, when you work way up the, the minor league ladder, uh, I made stops in Riverside, California, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, Wichita for my double-A uh, time here. Uh, met my wife. thought it was a great place to raise a family. Uh, housing was affordable. Uh, less traffic, of course, than, than California. I uh, thought, man, this is a great place to to raise a family. And like I said, I've been here now for 30 years, and I'm not going anywhere anytime soon.
1: Renee Bryant, our guest, he pitched uh, for the Wichita Wranglers uh, a lot. 151 games as a Wichita Wrangler. Uh, what was that like, Renee? Did you, did you re- recognize and when did you recognize that maybe the end of the road had happened in baseball? You did get a couple of promotions to AAA Las Vegas, pitched in 11 games with them in 94, uh, in six games in,
2: in 92.
1: But uh, how did you make the decision? Was it your decision to hang them up baseball-wise?
2: Yeah, I like to say it was my own decision, but it, it wasn't. Unfortunately, most of us uh, that play minor league ball uh, end up getting released from your contract. And in my in, in my in my point in my uh, case, I was 27 years old. Uh, had a lot of time in AA, stints in AAA for '92 and '94. Uh, the ironic thing was, in '94, I was sent to the Puerto Rican League where I played winter ball and had a phenomenal winter league. And I was in spring training that 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 prior to starting that 94 season and our head of player development came up to me it's been training and said hey renee we're gonna get you we're gonna get you out of here and i took that to mean maybe get up to the big leagues or maybe get traded to a big league team and uh and then about two weeks later i was releasing my contract uh (laughs) went home and then two three weeks later got called back by the padres and they sent me to uh, start off here in double a which my wife was here anyways uh so that wasn't bad went up to uh Uh, Got called up to Vegas again, and unfortunately got released from from, uh, Vegas there. We had a uh, guy from the Pittsburgh Pirates organization that we had just signed that was almost the same mold as me, left-handed pitcher, a lot more experience. He had big league time, Uh, so I saw the writing on the wall. So when that uh, call came in to come into the clubhouse to to meet with uh, management, basically, uh, and told that, hey, we're going to release you, uh, I kind of, like I said, I kind of see that it was coming.
1: So, you know, uh, you, you just so happen to have played for uh, what is going to become a, a Hall of Fame manager. And, you know, some minor league managers they're they just kind of stay in the organization and get reassigned. And some are kind of on that fast track to the big leagues. What did you notice about uh, Bochy at that time and, and what his path might be?
2: Yeah, he you know, like we have prospects obviously as as you get drafted, you, you kinda of tell who they the, the golden children are in the organization. Well Bochy was for me the golden manager uh, of, of the minor leagues. I mean he was winning championship after championship it seemed like and the, the players loved him. He was a players manager, uh he let you do what you had to do, he treated you like an adult. Uh he never really got on you unless there was a reason to get on you. And that's what we all loved about him. You know, said we were all, you know, anywhere from twenty one to twenty four years old during that time span and uh he, like I said, treated us like adults. He, he let us go out there, play our game, uh, never said anything unless, like I said, if you weren't doing your job and you weren't hustling, yeah, he'd he, he get on you like most managers should. Uh, but once again, he, he was the kind of manager I love playing for.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. And we're talking uh, with Renee Bryant, who played on the 92 team here in Wichita that was managed by Bruce Bochy. Uh, I heard on the broadcast last night he and Dusty Baker both referred to as players, managers, and that doesn't mean you walk all over them. But what does that mean to you, Renee?
2: That is a manager. Like I said, that uh, you come to the clubhouse, he treats you as an equal. Uh, he doesn't get, he doesn't micromanage you. He doesn't tell you, hey, uh, you know, w- w- when the game is done, you just be home at a certain time, be in your apartments for, if you're here uh, locally, if you're in Wichita. Uh, if you're on a road trip, you know, hey, be in your hotel room at a certain time. Uh, he knew that, like I said, we're adults and we're going to take this job seriously. We're getting paid for it. Um, and, but he, like I said, if, if you saw that you weren't doing what you're supposed to be doing, uh, he'd pull you in and tell you, Hey, Renee, you know, you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you need you know, folks a little more or wherever the player was. Uh, and it was stern. It was generally pretty stern, but that was the way he was. It wasn't in front of everybody uh, to show you up. It was a one-on-one type uh, setting. And once you said it, he got his point across and you go about and you do your business. And I respected him for that.
1: And when you're playing in the minor leagues and, and every year you're going to probably get, uh, maybe not every year, but you're going to get many different managers. And I take it not all of them were as uh, friendly and accommodating as Bruce was.
2: No, that's exactly right. And I had probably seven different managers. Well, Bochy was, was a couple of years, but I had, you know, Steve I uh, had various managers coming up for double-A as well uh, and, and in triple-A. And in and a lot of them, like I said, were standoffish. You know, it was a business to them in, in my eyes. You know, they just put you out in the field. They didn't really talk to you, and Bochy was not that way. You know, he'd come, come up to you in your, uh, your locker and, and just shoot the small stuff with you and, and joke around, you know, just a, a very friendly, uh, loving guy. And, and like I said, I enjoyed work, or playing with him.
1: So, so, what is your relationship with baseball now? Obviously, you've been serving the community for a long time and we appreciate that. is are you gonna be in front of a television you know tonight or once the World Series starts, do you still follow Bochi? Do you still talk with Bochi? Uh, just uh, how's that going for you?
2: Yeah, I haven't spoken with him for a while. The last time, last communication I had was we we're having a fundraiser uh, trying to raise some money for an, uh, something here for law enforcement. Uh, I sent out a, a, a notice to him, said, hey, could you sign these items for me? And he did so, sent everything back. Uh, appreciate that. That's the kind of guy he was. Uh, but as far as following, the baseball, following baseball, I love it right now. The fact that Bochi's in the playoffs, once again, that's 25 years of, of managing. Takes a, takes a year or two off, comes back, uh, and back in the playoffs again. Uh, it says a lot about, about him. He's, what, he's 67 years old now, and I can almost guarantee you that all his, his players love playing for him as well.
1: Final moments here with Renee Bryan, Wichita police officer, former professional baseball player, former Wichita Wrangler. Uh, so in 91, you played. I think I covered this team. Uh, you played for the Wranglers. I was at the Wichita Eagle at the time, and Steve Labradich was the manager. And yeah. uh, I didn't quite know how to take Libratic all the time. What was he like? <laughs>
2: Yeah, he was definitely an introvert. Uh, He also managed to make my rookie year in uh, Spokane, Washington. Um, Definitely quiet guy. I mean, and and once you got to know him, he opened up a little bit. But uh, unlike Bochy, who the first minute you talk to him, he's cracking jokes. He's he's being friendly with you. Um, so it, it was a little bit different. Uh, the like I said, was standoffish. Um, but once again, like I said, once you got to know him and for us, it, it took probably a good 30 games, 40 games to the season for him to open up with a lot of the players, uh, our rookie season. Uh, but once he did, like I said, he was, he was like a lot of other managers and became kind of fun loving as well.
1: Yeah. I kind of, I, I grew to like him as well. He was had a really dry sense of humor,
2: right? Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, you'd almost, you know, look at him thinking, was that a joke or is he, t- what's, he what's he trying to get across here? But uh yeah, that was just him. Uh, dry sense of humor. Unlike Bochy, like I said, Bochy's going to come out and tell you exactly uh, how it is. And it's, you're going to know that he's making a joke uh, where Labradage was not that way.
1: How'd you like pitching at Lawrence Dumont stadium? All those appearances.
2: I loved, I loved it. I love this facility. Uh, I know it's, it's much improved now. Obviously I've got a chance to go to the wind surge games. Uh, and I, reflect back on on the days that I was on the mound and in the bullpen. And, uh, yeah, it's – I mean, I would love to pitch here now. I think I'd leave some bone chips on the mound if I try to pitch now. But, uh, like I said, (laughs) 30 years ago, uh, yeah, I I loved uh, Lawrence Dumont Stadium back in the day.
1: Uh, Renee, we really appreciate it. There's a lot I could ask you about. I'm going to reach out to you and see if I can entice you to come out and talk some pitching with some of our League 42 kids, if you don't mind. Uh, Absolutely. I, I, would, I,
2: would love, I would love to do that, Bob. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Renee, thank you. Thanks.
2: Okay. Take care. All
1: right. Renee Bryan, uh, 28 years on the Wichita Police Department force and uh, several years as a member of the Wichita Wranglers. I enjoyed I don't that. don't see that crossover very often. No, you don't see that. Pretty impressive. 869 1240 is the IHOP hotline. They are underway in Houston, Game Two of the National League—I'm sorry, the American League Championship Series—and the uh, Rangers are threatening in the top of the first with two on, nobody out. Uh, as that series moves along, Texas gets this one. Might be over. It uh, certainly would be trending that way as they would head back home with a two-nothing lead. Could end up being a sweep. Texas is that kind of club. Well, we'll see. They're they're very good. We just want to see Texas Philly. That's kind of the the showdown. It seems. That seems like it would be a very good uh, World Series. Yeah, passionate fan bases. Now the base is loaded. Long suffering. I'm sorry. First and third. Not really Philly. I one guess one out. We're 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 having two different conversations. I don't care. I don't. I, I love it. I stopped listening to what you were saying. Oh, many, I never even started listening. Many cents ago. Uh you you had no direction with that. I could tell very early. Yeah, I had some direction. I, I said long myself. suffering fan bases, but Philly actually won in what 2008. Well, they were in the World Series last year. I understand, but suffering. they have they haven't won it. That's not No, suffering. losing the World Series is about as suffering as you can get. Nah. Trust I'd me, i would not anything to lose times. the World Series right now. I wouldn't. Well, you've done it three times. You're a, that's why they call the uh I won't go there. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah, my feelings are intact. I mean the Guardians just don't win. That's well, I don't a know well what that, known They win plenty. Well known fact. Uh but you you know, you got you got the off season now to try to figure it out and find a manager. Well you got a manager to find and uh we'll see uh we got a bunch of players to find. We got a roster overhaul to uh make happen in Saint Louis seems like it would be enjoyable. Meanwhile, in Kansas City, they seem very satisfied. They're bringing back all their coaches, their manager, uh, front office. Well, they just said they're going to look for external. Can't be relying on these same guys anymore that haven't proven that they can do it. Well, let's see Especially what they do. Especially on the pitching side. Let's see what they do. I need to get uh, Kansas City baseball guests on the show this week uh, and pick apart the Royals a little bit and figure out where they're headed. As, uh, I'm here for it as the offseason beckons. Texas just went up two to nothing. Adolis Garcia again, former Cardinal, <laughs> future Guardian. Uh, he's not a future Guardian. Oh, I'd love it if he was, but he's never going to play the in farm. Cleveland. He's never going to play in Cleveland, and uh, that's just a known fact. It's too bad. He might when he's thirty-nine. We didn't even get anything for him. That's what's so irritating just sold him, Uh, just said, you know, we've seen enough of Odolis Garcia, and uh, that's all we need. Sucks, man. Every team has these moves. Apparently an error was mixed in on this two-run rally by the pitcher, Valdez. So now Texas was a real chance to break it open with Mitch Garver at the plate. There you go. I want me to do play by play. I mean if you want to. You know to. what? Let me do it. Let me just do it. Okay. Valdez the pitch. Garver, a line shot to left field. That's down in front of Michael Brantley. And whoever that was scores. And it's three to nothing in favor of the Rangers. Texas, no outs in the top of the first. You didn't know who that was? Yeah, it's uh, Grossman. I didn't recognize him until I saw the name. Like third for them, no, they, they're not playing Evan Carter today, huh? which is surprising. But the lefty, lefty, uh, they didn't want to do it. Grossman and is too. I'm not going to well. double. I'm not going to uh, guess uh, guess against Bruce Bochi. Well, Grossman is is on the team to hit lefty, so you might as well put him out there. Didn't have a great year, but you put a you put a crowd on ice. When you score three in the first on yes. the road like this, they're begging at that. point. Um, they're beside themselves in worry now. Yeah. there's there's no positive emotion, and uh, you, you just well, you're also worried if you're up three nothing. Can we hold on to this?
2: I it, don't worry that much.
1: It's it's interminable. Not if to I wait. got confidence. See, that's something you you're you've not never had. You're not playing. So something your confidence never doesn't really matter. But if I if I'm a if I'm B- Bochy and I—I and I, haven't instilled confidence in that team. My goodness, you don't worry when you're up three nothing. Yes, of that's course, so fans Cleveland. worry. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not talking about fans. That's what—that's what I was talking about. You were talking about fans, so I talked about fans. I wouldn't worry if I was up three nothing. I'd yeah, be happy. You... I'd be taking a. Little extra drink. Oh, okay, or we, well, we only have twenty-seven outs to go. Well, sure, but you don't and think that of of it forever. like that. takes forever. Of course you do. And don't lie. You know that's how you think of it. You don't just say, "Ah, oh, we got it made. We're good." No, I don't think Let that. Me turn, but I don't worry. And... Yeah, you do. Not if I'm up three nothing. I I uh, I savor that. That's what you're. That's, that's you're so wrong. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe you sat in front of a Cardinals game that's three nothing in the first. When well, the Cardinals well, scored ten in the first against Atlanta, yeah, ten a, is different. Uh, a few years back, man, I I I had the time of my life. Great, I got out of, uh, and we didn't say ten, we said three. Well, they had to have three before they got ten. Well, it's not ten yet; it's still three. But if I get three in the top of the first, and I'm up one nothing in the series, and I'm on the road. I'm enjoying the heck. Yeah, of it. that's just false. Oh, that's, yeah, ba playoff baseball is not to be enjoyed I'm if enjoying, your team is. There's in another it. hit and another run. I I want to just I am I want to pour it on now. Good Four for to you. nothing in favor of the Rangers. Why see now I can watch the Pacers. That game's nothing. Well, you want you'll certainly want to tune in to Arizona, Philadelphia tonight. Yeah, seems like Philly'll score about ten in the first. I know it's Zach. I don't Gall- know Zach Gallon's pretty good. good, but put him in front of that crowd in that. And moment. What happened to Fran Valdez I don't know. Tired, maybe. Texas is just too good. I think Houston is still a really good team, but they got some issues after they've had such a long run. No team can sustain this. It's tough. I look for them to take a little step back next year. I could see it. Uh I don't know that they'll re- well they do have Verlander under contract. Yes. Uh their whole team basically I don't know if they have many free agents. Hope I'm not speaking out of term, but I think they're all pretty much locked up. Smoltz was saying Verlander he thinks he'll get to three hundred wins. He's at two forty seven and he's forty. I don't see it. No, that's unlikely. That'd be really tough. Even he to, closer. He'd have to win fifty three more games. Yeah, that's seventeen wins a year for three more years. I don't know. Seventeen, eighteen. Now if he if he were to do it next year, you'd say Whoa Well it's hard to win games. We well, won a bunch this year, didn't we? In he? this uh in this climate of baseball. I uh, I'd I'd say I'd bet against him, but um, I don't know how much I'd bet against him. I'd, I'd bet against him. I'm 40, and my best work is still ahead of me, so you never know. Well, you your only work what is ahead mean? of you. <laughs> Justin winter uh, had 13 wins. Even my dog thought that was funny. Uh, sometimes you just, you just fall into a joke. That hmm. wasn't that good. I mean, I had the joke of the day. There's no question. What was that? When you named that band that sounded like a law firm, and I said, "Didn't they handle one of your divorces?" Well, listen, the That's guy that handled stuff. my divorces was a childhood friend of mine. I uh, know him. Same name. Well, he did a he did a wonderful job, except I lost my shirt. But other than what does that, that, mean <laughs> you don't need to know. I would like to know. You know what? You don't need to know. I don't need to know, but I would uh, like know, to know. We're know, doing a radio show. You might as well tell me. You're not involved in any of that. You, you Of course were, I was involved. Well, you were involved, but you know what I mean. You're not involved in the courtroom drama. Is there courtroom drama? <laughs> well, there could have been. I don't think you guys went to court. How do you know? I just don't think you did. I don't know, but I don't think you did. Well, you know, you don't know. <laughs> Well, when will this be revealed? Oh, well, we might I might write it in my memoir. Memoir. It has an r in the end. Memoir. mamoir, <laughs> Whatever. I'll will uh, if I if I think you need to know, I'll tell you. Why wouldn't I need to know? Like yeah, my it's not like, that. Important. No offense if I asked my mom, she'd give it all, give it yeah, all. No, I'm a private guy. <laughs> well, there's it's still private. It's in the family. Uh, I don't know what you want to know. Come up with a list of questions. All right. We will uh, take off. We have had a rollicking good time. Thanks to our guests today. Who were they, you asked? Todd Rice, the head football coach at Garden Plain. And Renee Bryan, Wichita police officer, former Wichita Wrangler, pitched for Bruce Bochi. We will be back tomorrow. Hope you are as well. Have a good night.